Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. See him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop. Off the line of scrimmage. Police off the line of scrimmage. Dick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. All the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, people? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 99. We are in semifinal week of your fantasy season. So we'll talk about a couple things here and there, what happened in week 15. Then we'll bring in week 16, your semifinals, if you're still active and in, in, in running of winning your league. And then and within that, we'll bring in burning questions and talk about the Thursday night game, the big Monday night game, and any game in between that we think would be important for some of your players and matchups coming up this week. Ike, how you doing today? I know this past Sunday was uh, it was the game that we thought we 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 said we were worried about, and rightfully so, clearly. So, how you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we kind of anticipated uh, you know a I don't know a letdown spot, if you will. Buffalo's playing for the playoff lives. Everyone's praising the Cowboys and saying you know they're on top of the world. Dak's MVP candidate, and then we go on the road and lay an egg like we like we normally do. You know, our offense doesn't play well on the road. Our defense somehow forgets how to stop the run. Now, we've had problems stopping, stopping the run anyways. But, you know, they forget how to play defense on the road. So it's just it's it's one thing after the other. So we know this is, uh, you know, one of those one of those burn the tape games and one of those stinkers that you'll that every team has. Right. Not every single, you know, all 32 teams in the NFL, and especially with the good teams. They're going to have a stinker. They're going to have a letdown spot. You know, we've seen the 49ers have stinkers as amazing as they've been. We've seen the Ravens have stinkers as amazing as, amazing as they've been. We've seen the Eagles have stinkers. And we'll talk about them. But I'm just saying, like, it, it happens to every team. So this is just, you know, when, when, whenever you're playing well for such a, you know, an extended and sustained period of time, eventually that comes to an end at some point. And then you'll have to kind of, re, you know, re, restart that. But in in light of that, though, we saw James Cook. James actually cooked. Yeah. And, and yes, it was it was at our defense's expense. But those of you that drafted James Cook, this is what you wanted to see. You wanted to see him dominate touches, dominate carries, dominate opportunities out of the backfield. Finally, right? Finally, since the bye week, he's the RB two and the RB three overall in the week. It's not that complicated. And he's he's had four straight weeks of 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 being an RB one. Four straight weeks. And you know, just to illustrate how much success the Buffalo Bills, you know, run rush offense had against the Cowboys, they had an eighty-four percent run block win rate. Eighty-four percent. They were just mauling the now the Cowboys were missing Jonathan Hankins. I mean, that's you know, that's a factor, but even 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 then, like they were just mauling these dudes. From start to finish, and I think they talked. They talked to. I believe they talked to Joe Brady after the game, and they said that they asked him, "Hey, was this the plan to run James Cook so much or have you know all these rush attempts?" And he he basically said, "No, it wasn't really their in their plans because they were just having so much so much success. They were like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and mm. we're gonna keep running it until they stop us.' And guess what? <laughs> Spoiler alert." <laughs> <It didn't stop. laughs> They didn't no. stop. So yeah, that was I, I would say it's a little surprising, but if you're if you're a Cowboys fan's been paying attention, we you know that we've had a long standing problem with stopping the run. So uh this was 
Yeah, this this was this was a really really good game from James Cook. Really really good game from James Cook at our expense. Yeah, uh, I'm sure fantasy owners are a little worried because of you know Diggs again. He didn't really do too much, but again, he didn't have to do too much when your team runs for over 200 yards. So. And Josh Allen threw 15 and, passes. That's yeah, that's an anomaly. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna have that very little pass attempt the volume on a, on a weekly basis unless you know they. You know, they, they, they got the Chargers in L.A. next week. That could be another positive game script to where they can just run the hell out of the ball. Chargers, they've had problems stopping the run for, for many years. They just fired their coach. They just gave up 63 points to the Raiders. So that team is reeling and they're vulnerable. <laughs> they're not going to punch back on offense because Keenan Allen is probably not coming back. Justin Herbert's obviously out for the season. Austin Eckler's there. I mean, what is he going to do? I mean, he's got to – so. This could be another game where Buffalo just sits on the ball and just just runs the hell out of the ball. Yeah, man, it's just it, it, it's it's sad. It's, you hate to see it for the Chargers, but yeah, I don't. I mean, even I even saw something about after Joe Joe Brady's taken over. I think their their pass rate over expected is I think is bottom five in the league, or they've been they either they've been. I think there has been one game out of the five that where they've been above. Uh, league average for the week. Every other game, they were below, below league average in terms of pass rate over expected. So, which is completely different than what they were previous to, you know, with Ken Dorsey. So, you know, we're glad to see, you know, James Cook finally being used. Like we we hoped at the beginning of the season, but for some people, they hate it because they were they were ousted out the playoffs because of the, you know, the negligence of the Cowboys defense. So. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, boy, I tell you. And then, you know, a couple of other things that kind of took place in week 15 that we saw Jamar Chase got hurt, hurt his shoulder. That's going to that's going to suck for some of my teams that had a bye week <laughs> in week mm-hmm. 15. And so all, all those that had a bye week, you had you had stuff, you know, you had them going at best ball. That's not good. And we'll we'll talk about how we're all we're, we're both doing at best ball you know, later on. And so he's going to miss Tati Higgins. Definitely step up as being the number one in, in Jamar Chase's absence. So that was that was encouraging to see. Um and then also we 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 saw the uh, the Eagles. The Eagles choke away that, that game in epic fashion against the Seattle Seahawks. Three straight losses. Three straight losses for the Eagles. What what do you what do you make of the Philadelphia uh, free fall, if you will? I mean it's you know surprising to see I know fantasy owners are probably, you know, kind of hurt because they've seen like some of their pass catchers not really deliver how they expected them to. It's just it's just interesting to see them. You know, their offense looks kind of predictable, uh, just based on like how defenses are playing them. I mean, you, I, I randomly watched NFL uh, live today, and they talked about how you can like when you see them two by two. In terms of formation, you you know the bubble screen is coming, and then the defenses are just sitting there sitting on it. It's not even as effective as, as it was last year. Um, that's just one of the things that was pointed out. But just overall, just like even RPO is not even as it it's not working as efficient as it was last year either. Like it's just the defense, I mean the offense just doesn't look right. Um, obviously, saying stacking left to the Colts, so you can see the hit, but you can just definitely can see it these last three games for sure. That the the offense just didn't look right, and then on top of that, you got uh, the turnover leader in in Jalen Hurts, so that that doesn't help either. Yeah, twelve interceptions, five I think five or six fumbles. Like he is a turnover machine, turnover machine this year. Him and him and Josh Allen are I think one two in the NFL in, in turnovers. So that's definitely not helpful, not helpful at all. And then we saw another and just a couple couple things to close out. What we saw in week 15, Rashi Rice has arrived. He is yes, finally, I, I think he finally broke through. We saw a little bit of the breakthrough in week 14. I think he, he was around 82% of the route. Yep. Now he's at 95% of the routes. They finally unleashed him like fully, fully unlocked him. Nine for nine, 91 yards, touchdown, number one in Kansas City. I mean, it, it took them 15 weeks for them to do this. 15 weeks when <laughs> when most of us, who have who have eyes knew from the get go that Rasheed Rice was the best receiver on Kansas City. You know, we 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 knew immediately that you know Sky Moore wasn't it, Marcus Valdez Scantling wasn't it, 
as much as I as much as I'm a fan of Justin Ross, he was in he was he was getting on the field a little bit, but wasn't producing mm-hmm. Justin Watson here and there. And they they just kept running these guys and and doing this goofy rotation with their receivers. And they've been pretty much letting people off the hook, right? I mean, they weren't putting their their their, their best players on the field at all times. Now, finally, they've embraced that. And I'm I'm happy to see it. I'm definitely happy to see it. Yeah, and on top of that, just to you know, just to put an exclamation point on the uh, Rashi Rice being the guy, if if the people are listening, anybody that's listening that that's you know has some of the tools from you know, destinationdevy.com, if you go to the Trinity tracker, one of the tabs is Trinity score versus points per game. If you go to team, you go to Kansas City. You'll see just plot from like week 11, week 12 to now, and you'll see, you know, Rasheed Rice, he has like a Trinity score above seven. He's basically performing as a wide receiver three. If you, you know, close that even more, he's in the wide receiver two range. But there's a, you know, there's a, there, there's a, a line that goes across this, to show if they're performing above or below, or below expectation. Rasheed Rice is the only wide receiver that's above that line. Everybody else is, is far below that line and mm-hmm. just, Really not doing anything for you for your rosters. You're it's pretty much Rasheed Rice and anybody else that you think should be rosterable. You shouldn't even bother having them on your roster. They do nothing for your teams. Mm. You just go down the list and you just see Justin Watson is the next closest, and he's performing like eight points per game. And then you got Tony Hardman, Sky Moore, MBS, Richie James, all performing under five points per game since week eleven. So just. Just useless, pointless. Just, pointless. just gross. Just gross. So, and then now we, let, let's talk about our uh, best ball teams and our, how our how our teams are doing. So, how, what what are we looking at for the semifinal round, man? What are we looking at? What are we looking? Uh, at? So I only out of the I think about twenty three teams I had, you know, make it through the first round. Only two survived. So only have one. Best ball mania team and then one and uh, one super flex, big board super flex, and that's it, bro. I got smashed. Yeah, it smashed. was it was it was, it was a it was a brutal week for me too. Um I had I had twenty twenty two I had twenty two teams and make it to the quarterfinals and then only six survived. So it'll, you know, I have a couple more couple more dogs. So I have two in the puppy three, one in the puppy, one in the fast puppy. There was a lot of puppies this this off season for some reason. A lot, a lot more puppies than yeah. I thought. There was like a one a puppy one, two, three, and four, four. and then a fast yep. puppy. But um, hey, I got I got I got some equity in some of those. So that's cool. And then I have two Chihuahua superplexes left. And so um, and you know they're not they're not drawing dead. They don't have major injuries, so they made it through. They they have some pretty promising matchups. Hopefully. I know I I think in all and as a matter of fact, a common theme is Christian McCaffrey is is on four of those six mm. uh, squads. But he has the Ravens this week. Yeah. He has the Ravens this week. <sighs> you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I I think my running back room in those leagues are are pretty pretty solid, I think. There's a couple of them that I have. There's one that I have McCaffrey, James Cook, Alvin Kamara. And DeAndre Swift on one, Dang. so uh, I, I think hopefully one of those one of those other three guys can pick up some slack if McCaffrey gets shut down by the Ravens. And then just another one more note about McCaffrey. So I um, in in managed leagues in the you know the lineup leagues that we're in, that that we have. So I have ten that are in the semifinals. Five of them are I'm playing against Christian McCaffrey. I'm playing against him. Damn. So, <laughs> Dang. there's a little yeah. bit of a, a double-edged sword, catch twenty-two type situation there. So if he if he shits the bed, that's good for those five teams that I have in managed leagues, but it's not good for my best ball leagues. So no, just gotta you know we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how it all plays out. This is why you know you're you know you play fantasy. You're this is one of the things you'll run into. You'll 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 be playing against. You know, one of the players that you're hoping that goes off, that's just how that's just how fantasy goes. Yeah. And fantasy. then real quick, I know I had nine teams make it to the playoffs and only three of those survived. Um, just it's just been a tough sledding for sure this year, but 
we'll see how these uh these teams go and go go for it in the in the semifinals for sure. So I think I got some some good matchups. I'm not going to I don't think I'm going against a Christian. Actually, I am. I I got one uh, a best ball uh, dynasty league where I'm going against Christian McCaffrey, but I, that matchup is pretty close. But we'll see. Oh no, you're you know. going to. I think you're going against him in um in the. Uh... Oh nope, two leagues. You're right. I'm going against him in our in our uh our uh lineup league. Yep, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So yeah, those, both those matches are going to be close. We'll see. Crazy, crazy, crazy point scoring. All the, all, all the, all the bonus points for if a running back just breeze, you got you got to score extra points. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. All right, so let's go ahead and get into these matchups because I know that's what the people want to hear, hear and talk about. All right, so Thursday night we're gonna start with Thursday night again. We got New Orleans Saints at the L.A. Rams. The Rams are favored by four, forty-six game total for this game, and um, you know. New Orleans, there's really not too much here going on. We just heard that Olave is going to be back this week, and you got you know, Alvin Kamara, and that's pretty much it because, you know, Derek Carr has been, you know, just butt cheeks for pretty <laughs> much this whole season. Uh, can't really depend on, you know, you know, Taysom Hill. He's literally like a roller coaster ride. I'm not sure if you want to go down that ride this week. I, I think uh, Jawan Johnson is – questionable i'm not sure if he's gonna be playing um and outside of that i don't think i really can trust anybody else to or even you know give insight in terms of you know possibly playing them in your matchups in the semifinal the semifinal week there's really not really too much going on with the saints yeah it's it's not it's not complicated at all i mean if you're do if you're doing dfs or DraftKings or something like that you may want to take a stab at rashid shaheed he's back he can provide yeah. some big plays potentially, but outside of that, it's it's Olave, it's Kamara. Kamara's he leads the all running backs and targets, and he's played, you know, ten, you know, eleven games. So you know what you know what's going to happen. It's going to be Olave. It's going to be Kamara. That's it. That's all we need to know for on the Saints side. Um, the Rams side a little bit more comp, a little bit more complex, or a little bit more people to talk about. Matthew Stafford's been the QB two since week twelve. He's been balling, multiple touchdown passes each of the last like. You know, three or four weeks, he and, and and against really really tough matchups too. He he played against the Ravens, played against the Browns, had three touchdown passes each against them, and those are the two toughest defenses in, in the league. Yeah, so that offense is is doing pretty well. Cooper Cup, him and Cooper Cup, they've established that connection, a little bit of that connection again. Cooper Cup has three straight games of uh, of a you know, with a touchdown. And Puka Nakua, I mean, he's not he's not suffering that much. You know, he's still relatively serviceable. They're still giving him. End around, still giving him jet sweeps and things like that. He has a decent target share, but this is a tough matchup on paper. It is a tough matchup. In New Orleans, they've allowed, they've allowed the fewest fancy points to wide receivers and the second fewest reception yards and the second fewest receptions in their last five games. So they've been pretty stout for the most part over you know in, in that same span. It, it'll I'm curious to see how how the Rams uh, play this one. It's going to be indoors, so it's going to be hopefully a lot of points. Thursday night. Hopefully, we get a, you know a good game. But with Derek Carr on the other side, I don't know. Anything could happen. <laughs> any, 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 anything could happen. And then, lastly, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams has been a revelation for fantasy. Number two in expected fantasy points per game behind. Or actually, not behind, but tied with Ivan Kamara, who's in the mm. same game. So, if you know one thing about this game, volume for the running backs is going to happen. It's going to take place. Kyron Williams had 32 touches last week, and he lost two fumbles. And the Rams and the and Sean McVay still elected to give him the ball over over Royce Freeman because most a lot of coaches they would bench a player inexplicably bench a player who's who's been who's been pretty good after one fumble. He fumbled twice and still didn't bench him. Still kept giving him the ball. So yeah, I, Kyron Williams locked in RB one week in and week out should should not have any. Any qualms about him, uh, despite the matchup, you know, the Saints defense is is, is is relatively tough, but volume volume is king here it's on a week to week basis. And I don't have any don't have any issues with any of the Rams skill guys, to be honest, in this in this yeah. matchup. Yeah, I agree. I, I would be starting all those guys that were mentioned in your lineups this week. Uh, and just also keep in note that Kamara is going against the best rent, uh, rush defense. 
and with uh, since week 10, but that won't stop the train from you starting Alan Kamara with him being number two in expected fantasy points per game. And I think he's top five within that same span of actual fantasy points scored. So they, that's not stopping the train of, of starting either one of the running backs or the other players that we mentioned. All right. So from Thursday, let's go to Sunday. Starting some of these, starting with some of these burning questions for week 16 semifinal round. First game I want to touch on Detroit at Minnesota. Detroit, three and a half point favorites, 47 game total. So it's going to be points scored. This is a road game for Jared Goff. <laughs> and we know about his about mm. his home road splits. Very, very well documented. Especially on the road in the in his division, only 9.9 fantasy points. Only 9.9. And in total, fourteen point nine fantasy points on the road versus you know, and that's and that's twenty fourth. So he he has much better much better success at home. This is indoors, another indoor game. So there may be a lot of points scored. However, however, the Vikings defense. I know they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of production to Jake Browning last week, but Jared Goff is probably going to be under a lot of pressure. Uh, in week 16, because if you know one thing about a Brian Flores defense, you know he's going to bring pressure. You know he's going to blitz. They have the highest blitz rate in the NFL. And Jared Goff, when he's under pressure, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. But when he's kept clean, 20 touchdowns and two interceptions. So that's just one thing to keep in mind. They are, you know, they're 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 gonna they're they're gonna be tested. They're gonna be tested. But you know, overall, this Lions offense, like you just. If you drafted any of these guys in best ball, seasonal, you're, you know, you're you're reaping the rewards. Jared Goff, QB 14 overall, Jameer Gibbs, RB6. I mean, finally, they've they've unleashed him. David Montgomery, RB10. So if this continues, obviously they'll they'll join, you know, some some uh some really, really good company in terms of two running backs finishing in the top 12. I think the last time that happened was Kamara and Ingram in 2017. I believe, or something like that. I know it was them yeah. too, because was, I think Ingram Ingram had a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. Yeah, that season. Was, yeah, and it's similar because David David Montgomery has a lot of touchdowns too. Yeah, and then you have Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver four overall, and then Sam Laporta, rookie tight end, tight end three overall. We've never seen that. That's historic. Mm. That's historic. So we've never seen a, a, a rookie tight end be this good. So uh, they'll they'll definitely be put to the test. With Minnesota defense. They've been really really good. Um, They've allowed 13.5 fantasy points to quarterback since week 10. That's the sixth fewest. And, you know, like I mentioned, Jake Browning has some success last week. Maybe there's some maybe there's some cracks in that defense. Maybe not. But Minnesota's at home. The Dome's going to be rocking. We, we'll see. U.S. Bank Stadium's going to be rocking. We'll see. We'll, we'll see yeah. what, what happens. So cap or no cap, will you start? You can start Jared Goff this week in your semifinal matchups. I mean, look, if he's gotten you here, if he's gotten you this far, I think I think you can start them only for the simple fact that it's indoors and there's a you know, a, a, a strong likelihood that there's going to be a lot of points scored. That that is that is probably my, my my thesis. I know he's been technically bad on the road, and we don't know if the road if we we don't know how, like we we need to kind of see you know dive a little bit deeper to see how many of those road games are actually indoors versus outdoors. Because I know outdoors for sure he's bad. Outdoors in December he's bad. But indoors, we I, I'd really like to see that, and it's a division game, and they they know each other pretty well. So I think I think I I, I would start him if, if especially if he's gotten me this far. I wouldn't be looking for the wa- looking to the waiver wire for any other options. No, <laughs> so, yeah. If you don't ha- if you don't have it on your roster, point. yeah. If you don't have it on your roster, then yeah, you should probably just go ahead and start him. And you're yeah. right about those those road games. Those those road games were in Green Bay and in Chicago where where you know where he's going to struggle especially when you're dealing with the elements so mm-hmm. all right on the minnesota side i mean you got Jettis coming back we saw him flash a little bit before he got hurt we saw jordan addison go crazy crazy um, went crazy he, he you know he helped me in one league with all the points he scored but i mean the real question is ty chandler we saw him go crazy also but can he repeat this performance is if he's gonna if Alexander Madison is not going to be playing this week. Uh, repeating the performance, 
I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, there was a really, it was a really, really good matchup for him because Cincinnati, they, they've been pretty bad against the run. But I know he, he, I know he can possibly repeat the volume, the amount of, you know, the, the, the touches and the opportunities that he had because I think, I believe Kevin O'Connell came out. Or it, it was earlier today or a day or two or a day or two ago, saying that no matter what, he's he's earned a role in this offense, a featured featured role in this offense even when Alexander Madison comes back. So I think he's probably going to be the starter and Alexander Madison is going to be the backup. And which is what it should have been, honestly, because if you just look both of them when they play, it, it is abundantly clear like who jumps off the page and who doesn't. Like Alexander Madison is just a plotter. He, I mean, he's, he'll, he'll give you some serviceable weeks, but the, the, the level of acceleration, the level of juice that Ty Chandler has over him is just, it, it's just, a blind man can see that, right? A blind man can see like how how much better looking Chai Chandler is than than Alexander Madison. So I think, yeah, if you if you picked him up before this week or weeks ago, when we suggested to pick him up, even before all this happened, man, you're sitting pretty you're sitting pretty in the semifinals. I have him a couple leagues. I'm definitely starting him. Um, I'm not worried about the fact that Detroit they have the sixth they've allowed the sixth lowest rush yards since week ten, or they're the third worst. Adjusted fantasy points, a loud matchup. Not worried about that. I think his volume is going to overtake that. He'll get some opportunities out of the backfield, and plus they have they have a backup quarterback, so they're going to be leaning on the run a lot. They're going to be leaning on the pass, you know, the you know short area passes, and you know passes out of the backfield. So I think Ty Chandler is going to get a lot of a lot of work in this game, even with Alexander Madison coming back. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, you're going to fire him up in your in your lineups this week. He, he he's Looks like he's gonna be used as the bell cow again. So, I mean, you could you could do much worse than than playing him. All right, next game, let's do it. Dallas Cowboys, Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins, in South Florida, Miami one and a half point favorites, fifty one game total, highest of the week, highest of the week, highest of the week, and it's basically the battle of you know teams that blow <laughs> teams that blow out bad teams and can't show up versus winning teams because that's that's, that's, that's effectively what the what the national narrative is i don't know why they're not talking about the dolphins more about in that in that category than they are about the cowboys because the they, dolphins they don't they don't move they, the needle man they are they are they are literally the spider-man meme when it comes to beating up bad teams versus you know laying again laying an egg against good ones especially on the road just saying, it's, they're literally the Spider-Man meme, and you know the Cowboys. Obviously, they're going to get national attention no matter what. But then the Dolphins, they literally, they literally do the exact same thing, and nobody's talking about them in the same in the same manner. They're talking about Tyreek MVP, Tua MVP, but again, they don't have they don't play they don't beat up good, they beat good teams either. But when, in terms of Tua and Dak, I mean they're they're top three in EPA you know EPA per play slash CPOE composite score, so they've been pretty much near the top. Uh, Tua has the edge in CPOE. Dak has the edge in EPA per play and just EPA per play. He's he's two versus two of being three. So the, these two quarterbacks, they have a lot to prove in this game. A lot to prove in this game. Um, and I, I think we're not going to see Dak have two two consecutive stinkers. We haven't seen him do that really throughout his career. Usually when he has like a a down game like this, he bounces back. The last stinker he had was against the against the 49ers, and he went on a seven game. You know, just just balling out streak since that uh, since that time. So I think he, I think he should bounce back. I know Miami's defense is really good. They've they shut out the Jets last week, um, and then they've been they've been pretty stout since Jalen Ramsey's been back in the lineup. And so I think overall, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really good game. What do you what are your thoughts on on, on Dallas and Dallas and Miami? Dallas offense in, in in Miami. Yeah, I think it should be a good game. I know that I'm not sure how hot it's gonna be, so. I don't think Dallas should be too affected. Well, they they might be affected. It just depends what the weather looks like, but with that humidity. But overall, I don't think that weather should affect them for sure. I know Miami's defense is dealing with a lot of injuries. So it'll be interesting to see towards the end of the week what that injury report looks like on their side. So, uh, I mean, they got like Jalen Ramsey on the injury report. They have uh, Emmanuel Ogba on the report. Uh, No, I think – Kua, the the third corner, so and they're already missing Xavier Howard. So, just imagine playing the Cowboys with 
your your top three corners gone on top of like uh, Deshaun Elliott. You got offensive linemen, pretty much a makeshift offensive line. So it could bode well for the for the Cowboys. On the other end, Miami's offense, we'll see if Tyreek is available. Of course, you're going to play Waddle. You saw what Waddle did by himself. He That's one thing about that Miami offense. If they're not running the ball, then they just throw to Waddle if Hill's not available. All those other guys are just literally getting cardio. Mm. So if you stop, so if Hill's not playing, you stop Waddle, you should probably stop the offense. But again, Miami's one of the top rushing teams in the league. You can't stop the run. So top five, Hill's not top five in rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't see Hill there or if he's limited, then I expect to see a healthy dose of, of running. Um, and you know, McDaniels is from the Shanahan tree. So they're, they're running similar sets, similar formations. So it's just a matter of if the Cowboys going to get bullied or not. But all the major pieces that are on each of these offenses, you're starting without without hesitation this week for sure. So Dak, Lamb, Ferguson, uh, Tua, Lam- uh, Waddle, and Hill if he's available, and then Mostert for sure, um, especially with, with uh, a-, a Chan possibly not playing this week. Yeah, and one thing that I saw <laughs> interesting was Cameron Wolf reported that none of the Dolphins starting offensive linemen were at practice today. Now that we're Jeez. recording this on a Wednesday, so there, there, there's, there's, there's probably going to be an issue with the offensive line and a pissed off defensive line from the Cowboys could definitely be licking their chops. But again, stopping the run is a problem, and that that type of run, that that zone running scheme that you know Mike McDaniel um, deploys. We're we're gonna see. We're gonna we're gonna we're they're gonna be put to the test. Uh, needless to say, they'll be put to the test. Yep. Next game, the Jags at Temple Bay, minus one Temple Bay. This kind of flip between. Uh, I think at the beginning of the week, Jags were favored, and then we heard about Trevor being in protocol, and then flipped with a forty-two game total. You got Trevor in pro- protocol, like I said. Zay Jones hurt. Travis Etienne on the report also. So, oof. It, it could get could get a little scary on the Jags end, who's you know trying to you know fight for a playoffs. Well, fight what? to keep 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 the division lead actually because the uh, Texans are right behind them. Yeah. Um, you got Baker having his best season of his career. Surprisingly, uh, we had a perfect quarterback rating versus the uh, Green Bay Packers, which is I think the first time ever in their history to allow somebody to have a perfect quarterback rating. So that mm-hmm. bodes well for for the weapons on the Buccaneers offense, especially Chris Godwin. I know people have been waiting waiting for him to, to show up and show out, and that's what he did this past week. And, uh, you know, 10 for 155 on 12 targets, forty almost 45% target share. I'm sure that, that, that was great to see, and he has another good matchup versus the Jags, who are not good over the middle, and that's exactly where uh, Chris Godwin operates. So... You got anything to add? I'm, I mean, you're playing. You're playing Baker probably if he's your quarterback since he's been balling. Oh, sure. Yeah. Versus a sure. bad defense, you started Rashid, uh, Rashad White, who's been basically a top five back for half the second half of this season. So for, uh, going forward, because of the amount of uh, you know usage that he's just just getting, just pure volume, and they're finally throwing him throwing the ball, and looks like so the running good. game is actually working, working, looking a little bit better. Yeah. He. I mean, he's. Compared to last season, his first year, yeah, he looks really good, man. It's crazy. And then, of course, you're playing Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Evans, even though he didn't have a great week last week. But, I mean, he's always one deep uh, catch away from, you know, busting a game uh, uh, all the way over. So, anything that you want to add on the Jags end? Uh, I mean, they're again, their defense is – their defense is reeling. Their defense is reeling. They, you know, prior to, you know, last week's game against the Ravens, they gave up. 300, 300 yards of back-to-back games to Jake Browning and Joe Flacco, who was on the couch three weeks ago. Wow. And Baker Mayfield is is on a hot streak right now, and he's got Evans and Godwin coming into town. Man, it's it, it's it's not looking good for Jacksonville. It's scary hours, yeah. Like the kid, like the cool kids say for Jacksonville. <laughs> it, <laughs> now the one thing they could keep close. Like, let's say that Trevor is playing, it could bow up because the you know the Buccaneers defense is also not good either on the back end. So this could be one of them. This could be a, a you know 
a low-key shootout. But let's see if Trevor's playing because I don't know if I want to trust C.J. Beathard. Yeah, I mean, Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley, they're just going to be getting all, all – yeah. the, they're, they're going to have to be getting all the targets because yeah. Zay Jones' hamstring injury didn't look good whenever he left against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Christian Kirk is out. Parker Washington hasn't stepped up. Travis Etienne's banged up. Who else do they have? Who else do they have? They don't have anybody else. It's got to be Evan Ingram. It's got to be Calvin Ridley. Calvin Jamal Ridley. Agnew. Oh, God. Jamal <laughs> Agnew. You, you know what makes me angry about Jamal Agnew? <laughs> It's the fact that he wears number thirty nine. If he if he wore any other if he wore like number nine or something, I wouldn't even have a problem with him on on the field. But he, the fact that he wears number thirty nine, it just it just pisses me off. I don't know why. It, it's, a, it's just he's a corn. He was a converted corner. And he just never changed it. It's so swagless to me. So swagless. Thirty nine. Number thirty nine is is one of the worst numbers you can have. I mean, he'll probably factor in. A, 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 he's gonna have to right, but. Yeah, it, it doesn't look good for Jacksonville, and I think Tampa Bay could could definitely have their way, especially on offense uh, with them. All right, last game. It's going to be the biggest game of the night, biggest game of the weekend, Christmas night. Baltimore Ravens at San Francisco. Five-point spread. Five. I think it's there's some places where I saw five-and-a-half, right? Five-and-a-half, um, San Francisco's favorite. Damn, Really? Yeah, Jeez. They, the Vegas thinks that highly of the 49ers, man. They think that highly of them. 47 game total. So some points are expected. Some points are expected. But a couple things here. Keaton Mitchell, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, man, that knee injury was brutal, man. I I, mean, yeah. I, I couldn't even watch the replay. I saw it. I scrolled man. it on Twitter. I was like, I saw, I saw The thing is, I saw it live when it happened. I turned away. I was like, nope, nope, nope. NBC was NBC was good for not showing the replay because it was as bad as it bad as it gets. Um, but in his absence, it's, it's Gus Edwards. He's he's definitely a, a top twenty four running back again. Justice Hill is going to be thrusted in there, and then they just elevated to you know, they just elevated Melvin Gordon off the practice squad, which I actually forgot he was on the Ravens yeah. until they mentioned his name. So that running game, not not really good matchup for for uh, for, for Baltimore. San Francisco's pretty stout against the run, but their back end um, that has, has has had some struggles. Arizona Cardinals last week had some success, had yep. some success against them. Twenty nine points, and you know we saw Trey McBride have over hundred yards against them, which leads me to bringing up Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Isaiah Likely's been crushing, absolute crushing the last four games. You know he's he's had a you know what you want to see from a tight end is is them you know participating in around over eighty percent. Guess what? Over eighty for he's around eighty three percent of the routes over his last like four I think four games or so. So he is firmly entrenched as as, as a tight end one, and as I mentioned, he is a direct replacement for for Mark Andrews, direct one for one replacement, especially in this offense. In the last two games, tight end three overall, tight end five overall. He's been he's been absolutely cooking, and he's going to be you know relied upon in this game too because. The 49ers on their end, their their offense is absolutely unstoppable. Um, but I, I like uh, I like Isaiah Likely, you know, in this game to to have some success and get a lot of targets from Lamar Jackson. What do you have on the 49ers side? I mean, like you said, the, the offense is unstoppable, especially when they have all the pieces available. They, their EPA per pass is 0.34, and the second second team is the Dolphins, and they're almost they almost double them. So just they go back to pass, and you know it's probably going to be a high success rate, which is, again, the highest success rate in the league at 51% in terms of just plays, period. So um, Baltimore has their hands full in terms of trying to stop this offense because they can attack you from the ground or the air. Um, Brock Purdy, odds on favorite to win the MVP. Uh, I mean, you've heard Kittle and even – you know, talk about he would vote for CMC, but you know that you know how the you know how the NFL works. It it, it don't go that way. It's the quarterback, so <laughs> it don't work like that, big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> um, so it, it's it's crazy. Um, you know, just to see this offense operate, CMC. I mean, what can you say? He, he hasn't really got hurt again this season, especially. I mean, just specifically since he's been with San Francisco, it's just like, all right, I'm I'm good. You know, in those previous two years with the with the Panthers, he he was in and out of lineup, or you know, just didn't play majority of the last I think two years with them. But yeah, 
And people think he's just injury prone when they forget the years before that he wasn't getting hurt. So exactly. But he's on pace to get over two, two, uh, 2000 yards, 20, oh, what? 25 touchdowns. So <laughs> it'll be crazy. That, um, that reminds me of them times when, you know, he had like priest Holmes, LT, Todd Gurley, the one year before his knee just said, nah, we good. Uh, so <laughs> it's just crazy. Just, I mean, I, I still haven't even talked about Debo, who's been smashing the last three weeks. Ayuka has been that's been solid and steady. And then George Kittle, whenever his number's called, he's ready to go. So it just I mean, you can't I can't say enough about this offense. I don't even need to really dive into stats. We you just see it with your eyes, it's just it's just unstoppable, man. Just good luck to Howard. Baltimore is gonna figure out how to stop them from scoring. Yeah. I mean, now Baltimore, they haven't given up. Uh, I think the, the the most points they've given up is like 29 or something along those lines. So they haven't given up, you know, a ton of points on a weekly basis. So they're, you know, the, the, the top two scoring defenses are the Browns and the Ravens. They've given up less points than the 49ers. And so it, something's got to give in this game. Something's got to yeah. give in this game. And Christmas night is probably one of the best times to get this game. And, mm. you know, we're, 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 we're in for we're in for a treat. Whoever basically whoever wins this game, the quarterback is going to be uh, the the front runner for MVP. Is going to be the front or the basically the odds on favorite to to win the MVP. Uh, so Brock Purdy, I, I know that Chris McCaffrey said he'll vote. For, uh, I'm sorry, George Kittle said he'll vote for Chris McCaffrey. Kyle Shanahan was kind of alluding to the fact that he may you know vote for Chris McCaffrey. Um. So and you know he 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 makes a strong case, but. You know how these voters do. It's a quarterback award. Yeah, it's a quarterback yeah. award. And so they they don't, they don't they don't they don't like they don't like running backs. They don't like other skilled guys. And so whoever wins this game, the quarterback's going to get it. The quarterback's going to yeah, get it. Quarterback's going to get it. You're probably going to be the number one overall seed. Uh, just yeah, just a lot of just a lot of you know intrigue in this game for sure. And you know the NFL probably just like licked their chops when they saw oh this is the night game on Monday we got three Monday night uh, Monday games on Christmas so i expect fireworks i expect a lot of scoring it'll be interesting to see how San Francisco defends Lamar you know cuz you you got the two fast linebackers so i i wonder if they're going to use one of them to spy uh Lamar throughout the game uh, even though they're going to be missing you know the speed start Keaton Mitchell, but they still got Justice Hill who can, who can, uh, could, who could be a game breaker uh, yeah. for sure. Anything else yeah. on this game? No, uh, game game of the year, game of the year, week sixteen. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. All right. So the last thing before we get up out of here, let's talk. Let me hit on a couple of matchups that we like and dislike this week for your fantasy squads. The first one is. The Bears rushing attack versus Arizona, you know, the best adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup this week, and it's not even close, um, especially these last five games. I think Arizona is like a plus 22% in terms of, you know, allowed rushing fantasy points to the opposing teams. And I think the next team is like 7%. So it's just, I don't expect the Bears to do too much else but run the ball. Now, the question is, is who are you going to start? Because now they're now that Devonta uh, Deontay Foreman is back, it looks like he's the guy. But I mean, you got three running backs. Well, Roshan he's not really getting any touches, but you got Justice uh, Justin Fields that's also getting some work running the ball. So I'm not sure. I mean, out of the out of the two running backs, for sure you're going to trust Deontay Foreman. But even still, like at that, it just depends how your you know your rosters are, are shaped. You could start Deontay as a you know a flex play for sure, uh, with no hesitation. No hesitation, but just keep in mind that there's other running backs that they they possibly are going to uh, use in in this matchup for sure, since they're not good and the Bears have just been rotating. Yeah, it seems like the Bears are just you know just when we thought that the that they were gonna commit to one guy last week, which is a completely different story. Last Man. week, I mean, Deontay Foreman had six carries for six yards, for minus six yards. He didn't do anything. He did nothing. So the the guy that got most of the work was Roshan Johnson. I think he had ten carries for thirty five yards. So, I, I, yeah, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot for me. Yeah, you know, Deontay Foreman only played twenty six percent percent of the snaps. 
So he didn't really do much, much again, much of anything, much of anything. And, you know, Roshan Johnson, you know, we've he's been up and down this 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 year. He played 49 percent of the snaps and finished as RB24 last week. So we think he, he may be getting the edge. But in any event, whichever running back is starting is going to get the opportunity is going to be at least a top 24 running back. And if you were to, you know, gun to your head, uh, who would you who, who would it be for you? Damn. Gun to my head. It's I like, want to say it is like I want to say barbecue chicken alert game. Yeah. From a rushing standpoint, like I want to say Deontay Foreman, because between the last two weeks, he's had the most rush work. I know last week he pretty much literally almost split it down the middle with Herbert and Roshan, but because this matchup is so good, I I would assume that they just focus on, you know, if they're blow, if they're blowing them out, then they'll focus on or not blowing them out because I think this game is going to be close. But in terms of like seeing success, I would assume that would be Foreman, but that's gun to the head. Now looking at it, I'm not even sure if I want to start any of these guys. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that, that that's fair. I mean that's fair. It's a it's a really really good matchup for for all involved, all parties involved for rushing, you know, for the running backs, for the receivers, for Justin Fields. Great matchup. We just who's who? It's just going to come down to like who's going to be getting the majority of the work. I don't know. I it's a yeah. the thing is it's like you don't want to completely fade any of these guys, all these guys because the matchup is so good, right? Yeah. But you do know that I think the Bears are probably favored and it's more than likely going to be a positive game script. And so I, I think you I think you could flex you could flex either or either Foreman or uh, Roshan Johnson. I think the odd man out honestly is, is Khalil Herbert. I think he's the yeah. odd man out. Yeah, um, and that's a shame because he 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 showed some promise. He was you know we 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 were pretty high on him. He he broke a lot of tackles last year. I know when we did our in our offseason previews, we talked about his broken tackle, his broken tackle rate. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a, it was if it was seemingly a three way split. He had six carries for eight yards last week, twenty three percent snaps. But Roshan Johnson played the most. I would if I were to rank them, it would be Roshan, Deontay Foreman, and then Khalil Herbert. If I were to rank these running backs in terms of likelihood that I would start any of them in my lineup, it would probably yeah. it would probably go something like that. Yeah, but. And- the Bears are favored by four, 44 and a half game total for that game. That's, All a, right, high, so, that's a high total. That's a high total yeah. that I would expect. I, I would expect yeah. it to be closer to like the, you know, 39 range, 40, yeah. 40 range, 44. That's at Chicago and Chicago's defense has been balling the last, the last, what, three, five weeks, I, I believe. Basically, since so, uh, yeah. Jalen Johnson's came back, they've been a top five defense. So, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. All right, so unfavorable matchup. Terry McLaurin versus the Jets. We saw Brissett come in. We saw how get benched, and you know Terry McLaurin got some work. But he's playing against the Jets. The Jets are the worst adjusted fantasy points al- allowed matchup for wide receivers and the worst matchup for wide receivers that are on the outside for this slate, allowing the fifth fewest receiving yards per game at 119. To all to all wide receivers, and then the fifth lowest explosive pass rate. That's twenty plus yards down the field completed, fifth lowest. So I'm not expecting too much here. I'm not sure who's going to start for the for the Commanders, but regardless, this Jets defense is is locked down. I mean, all the wide receivers are a downgrade, but specifically, you know, McLaurin because he's probably going to be seeing a lot of South Gardner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. It sucks because he had he had a resurgence last week, right? We we haven't seen Terry McLaurin like what what was the one thing we talked about? We talked about that he looks good versus everybody. I mean, he he doesn't look good versus anybody except the Eagles. Eagles the only team he looked good against, and then yep. this game he had almost two tu- he had almost two touchdowns. Yep. So I mean, yeah, it, it's it sucks. But the one thing though, what well, the one thing though about the Jets is that they don't necessarily shadow. I don't because I think uh, I think Sauce Gardner. Oh yeah, Sauce doesn't move. Yeah, you're Sauce right. Sauce doesn't really. Sauce doesn't move. He stays on his side. So I mean, yeah, if if the the commanders deep uh, the commanders offensive coordinator was smart, he would move him around. I mean that's just me. He would move him around. But you know, um, that's 
that that's one thing to, to keep in mind. But it's still a bad matchup all around. They, there's a, there's a better matchup on the ground with Antonio Gibson and and Chris yeah. Rodriguez and those guys versus the Jets. But but McLaurin, unless you have him in best ball, unless you have him in best ball, I mean, there's you, you'll you'll have to you'll have to live with the results. And yeah. you know, and, and for me, in one of my best ball teams, I need him to actually perform because I have <laughs> I have Keenan Allen in in that one, and Keenan Allen is hurt, and I don't really have much of anything behind him at receiver. So um, I kind of need him to perform, but the likelihood of that happening very very small. So we'll yeah, see. he's one of those players where I mean, you kind of draft him probably the fifth sixth round. But he's in a range where, like, you don't have to jam him in your lineup. It's not like he's been, you know, you know, blowing the doors off in fantasy this season. He's been a mid-link wide receiver three. So if you got other options, play play them because this this is going to be tough. Yeah. All right. So we are at the end of the show. We appreciate y'all sitting here and listening to us uh, to the end. Of course, as always, you can follow us on Off the Line FF on Twitter or on X. You can follow me at Fancy Genius, that's G-E-N-E-S. You can follow Ike at just underscore Ike09. Man, I hopefully y'all can take some of this information. If you might have any questions about your lineups going into this week, it's an important week, of course. Semifinal week, everybody's playing. Uh, you know, you play your your guys that have been producing for you that have gotten you this far. Um, you know, good luck to <laughs> good luck to those squads if you gotta play one of these backup quarterbacks because your 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 main guy went down. It's, it, it's been tough for the quarterback quarterback in for sure. So, you got anything before we get up out of here? No, um, you know it's you know it's sixteen weeks in. You know this is if if you have if you have a team that's gone this far, good luck to you. Like I said, except if you're playing against me. Because <laughs> we had, a, we don't, we 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 don't need that, right? We don't need, the, but no, but but for real though, like you know, good luck to y'all, man. Uh, you know, this is it's been a long season, a lot of twists and turns. Hopefully, it you know it ends with you, some of you guys or many of you guys getting to that fantasy championship and that fantasy glory. So, you know, good luck, good luck in week sixteen. All right, y'all be out, be safe, peace. peace.